the Truth in My Days podcast, where we defend the Word of God against the challenges of men. Hi, I'm Dana Torts, and welcome to another episode of the Truth in My Days radio program. Today, I'm here with John Torts and Jason Chan as they discuss the important topic of creation and evolution. We are continuing from the previous episode. We hope you enjoy. And now we're back to that issue that it's either came about by random natural processes or God had to create it. And now you're stuck because you have no universe. Cannot always be in here. So it had to come into being at some point in the past. Before it came into being, there was nothing. How does nothing give you something? Well, now you got some physicists who are actually trying to argue for that. And, and they're trying to run kind of scams on people, basically trafficking on the fact that most people don't really understand advanced science. A certain physicist named Lawrence Krauss brought out a book a few years back called A Universe from Nothing, Why There's Something Rather Than Nothing. And Krauss tries to explain that, yeah, nothing can give rise to something. In an interview, it's summarized this way. Attempting to reconcile quantum mechanics with general relativity may suggest, as both Hawking and I agree, that all the space and time of our universe might have arisen from nothing as a spontaneous quantum fluctuation without the need for any supernatural shenanigans. What do you think of that? Oh no, sounds pretty crazy to me. Yeah. See, as soon as they bring up quantum mechanics and general relativity, most of the general public just retreats. They have no idea what those even are. And these guys sound so sophisticated. So we, we can't answer this, but if they're saying it and it sounds so sophisticated, who are we to disagree? But it's absolute rubbish. It's absolute rubbish what they're saying. And there's so many ways you can you can show that it's absolute rubbish. Quantum mechanics operates on, on you know, sub-microscopic scales at the level of, of subatomic particles. It doesn't apply at the level of universes. Where subatomic particles supposedly pop in existence, they pop back out of existence immediately. And the bigger it is, the faster it pops back out of existence. You can't have something popping out of nothing and staying there. But the biggest problem is you can't have quantum fluctuations without a quantum field. And a quantum field is not nothing. It is an energy field. It, it is something. So this is complete bluff. And anybody who knows even basic science... Okay, maybe not basic science, maybe not what you learned in high school, but anyone knows science knows that this is nonsense. But this is what they have to resort to to push God out. Now, let's get back to basic science, laws of science. The most certain laws of science are the laws of thermodynamics. And the first law of thermodynamics is? Yes, it's that matter or and also energy. They can't be created or destroyed. They're always conserved, meaning that... At most, you can change them from one form to another. Yes, it's, it's what used to be called the law of conservation of matter. The amount of matter in the universe is fixed, and that's all you have. You can change it from one form to another, but you can never make more by any natural process or get rid of any. Now, eventually, I discovered that, that energy and matter are actually interchangeable. You can change energy into matter, or more commonly, matter into energy. That's how nuclear uh, explosions work. But... The sum total of matter energy cannot be created or destroyed. The sum total is all that is there. So here's the problem. If matter energy cannot be created by any natural process and the universe 
can't have existed forever. It had to have come into being from somewhere. How did matter energy get created when a law of science, okay, remember, we're, we're saying a law against the theory now, how did it get created if the first law of thermodynamics says can't happen? Okay, what do you do? So this, this idea violates a fundamental law of science. What has to happen to the theory? It has to be discarded. It has, it has to go. It has absolutely has to go. What do the, the evolutionists do with this? They get desperate. They'll say things like, oh, you know, the laws of physics didn't exist at earliest uh, moments in the universe, which is, I'm sorry, that's special pleading on steroids. That's completely out of the realm of science. Laws are the most certain things that science yields to just arbitrarily say, oh, well, the laws didn't hold then, just so I can continue to hold to my atheism. Sorry, no, no reasonable person will accept that. Then as a creationist, how would you explain where all these things came from? Go right back to Genesis chapter 1, verse 1. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Remember, the law is matter energy cannot be created or destroyed by any natural process. Mm. God is not doesn't create by natural process. He creates by miracle. And that's, that is the actual only viable explanation now. Because if it can't be done by any natural process, the only explanation is a supernatural process, which, which is creation. Um, and so this is why, and I've shown another radio show, that the mere fact that the world exists and life in it proves there's a God. Okay? It just absolutely de destroys the idea of atheism. That is not an intellectually viable view. So this universe cannot always have been here, but also cannot have come into existence by natural process. Uh, atheism, as we said, it's dead in the water. Even before we start looking at chemical evolution and biological evolution. Now, as we get to chemical evolution, remember, this is where simple chemicals had to spontaneously self-assemble into complex ordered macromolecules, proteins, DNA, RNA, and so on. Before we look at the viability of that, let's look at another law of science. This one is the, the second law of thermodynamics, also known as the law of entropy. And this is the one out of all the laws of science, this is the one that is considered the absolute most certain law of science. And it says all natural processes tend towards increasing disorder from specified complexity to randomness. And this is a law everybody knows. They may not know that this is the second law of thermodynamics, but they know it. And let me illustrate how they know it. Imagine a cabin out in the forest. It's built of logs and glass and tiles. It's got a little front porch. It's got rooms inside and a balcony on the upper level, a nice peaked roof, gables, and so on. So if I ask you, if I leave this untouched for hundreds of years, what's going to happen to it? It's probably going to break down over time. It's going to break down, decay, rot away, eventually turn into a pile of rubble. Now, if I ask you, take a pile of rubble, and if I leave that alone for hundreds of years, will it turn into a house? No. How long would I have to leave it to have it turn spontaneously into a house? I'm not sure if it ever will. It never will. Okay? And everybody knows that. Everyone knows things always break down. They always go from complex to random. It's never the other way around. Imagine taking firewood, for example. Firewood, cut down the trees. Those are very 
complex organized cells in there and the different layers and the phylum and the zone and so on within the wood. It's a very complex organized structure. You touch a match to it while it burns and eventually you're left with a pile of ash. Can I touch a match to a pile of ash and have it turn back into firewood? No. Absolutely not. And, and this is what I mean, like everybody knows, this is secular dynamics. Every natural process goes from complex structure, complex order to simple disorder. Everybody knows that instinctively from experience is what they see all around them. Because they say they may not know that's the second law of thermodynamics, that's the law of entropy, but it is. And this is why entropy always wins at the end. This is why you start as a good looking young man and eventually, you know what happens? You get old, your hair falls out, your hair turns white, your skin begins to sag, your health breaks down and eventually you die. Now, why is that? It's the law of entropy. And entropy always wins at the end. You know, we, we try to, to forestall it, we exercise, we eat food, put in more energy, our body turns it into new proteins, rebuild muscles. So yeah, we can forestall it for a while, but in the end, entropy always wins. An old man never turns young. The young man always turns old. That's thermodynamics. Second half thermodynamics. So as I said, it's, it's, it's unavoidable. It's inevitable. Now, driving forces of chemical processes. You can get simple structures forming in nature. And that's, that's by the, the electrostatic attractions between uh, molecules. For example, if you look at a salt crystal, you'll see this nice lattice structure where you have the sodium molecule joined to a chlorine molecule, joined to a sodium molecule, joined to a chlorine molecule. And in three dimensions, so you get this nice kind of lattice structure. And people say, isn't this a violation of, of the second law of thermodynamics? Explain why it's not. Uh, well, there are forces of attraction that bring the sodium molecule together and the chlorine molecule together. Even though there's decrease in entropy when these things come together, there's entropy increasing elsewhere in the system around it. What happens to the enthalpy here? It goes downwards. Yeah, exactly. Here's the thing. There are actually two driving forces for all chemical reactions. They seek lowest energy state, which is lowest enthalpy. That's the technical word for the energy. It wants low energy state, it wants stability, and it also wants maximum disorder. Now, sometimes these two work against each other. In the case of a crystal, it's a much lower energy state. So even though it creates order, it still happens because in this case, the drive to lower energy is stronger than the drive to higher entropy. But it only is because the entropy or the order is actually very simple. It's not complex. It's not specified. It's a simple repeating order, chlorine, sodium, chlorine, sodium, chlorine, sodium, chlorine, sodium. So it's called symmetric redundancy. So it's very, very simple order. And yes, there are processes in nature, like crystal formation, where you can get simple order forming naturally. But don't let the evolutionist appeal to this, because again, this is simple order. It's not complex order. If you look at the macromolecules that you need for uh, organic evolution, they're extremely complex. You need to have amino acids all arranged in the exact right order. And 
how many amino acids? It could be 100. It could be 300. It could be 30,000. So the, the entropy there, the, the loss that you'd have of entropy, this kind of complex order is far beyond the ability of any enthalpy effect to overcome it. It just absolutely cannot happen. So, no, second law of thermodynamics will tell you that those complex molecules you would need to form that first cell can never form on their own. It's game over for evolution right there. Absolutely game over right there. Again, they will try to evade, they will try to obfuscate. They will often bring up what's called the Yuri Miller experiment that was done in 1953. Thank you everyone for listening today. Unfortunately, we have run out of time, but please join us for the next part tomorrow. Same time and same place. If you enjoy our content and think this is important material, the best compliment you can pay is by sharing this with your friends and family. This helps us out a lot. Also, if you enjoyed today's program, please like, comment, share, and subscribe to this podcast. We would love to hear from you. Thank you for listening to the Truth In My Days podcast with John Torse. We would love to hear from you. Please feel free to share any questions or comments you may have. You can reach us on Facebook, Instagram, MeWe, and YouTube. Simply search Truth In My Days as one word. Again, Truth In My Days as one word, no spaces in between. And you can connect with us. You may also visit our website for more comprehensive material and to learn more about our ministry. Our website is truthinmydays.com. Thank you. <laughs>